Junior Land Care has released a new series of First Nations Perspectives Learning Activities on the Junior Land Care Learning Center. And joining us on NITV Radio to discuss uh, these uh, initiatives is uh, Adam Sheep, who co-created uh, these uh, learning tools. Welcome to NITV Radio, Adam. Thanks, Bertram. Nice to be here. One of the learning tools is about creating uh, learning cycles for kids. Can you tell us about uh, these learning cycles for kids? Uh, yeah, so um, Junior Landcare has been developing um, just different sort of, I guess, criteria, criteria areas of learning um, for kids around um, environment and um, conservation, sustainability. And um, as part of that, um, I've been um, uh, brought on to assist with uh, First Nations input on, on different uh, various sort of um, uh, education resources. So uh, I've already been working with them over the past few years and we've developed a few resources around how to create, uh, you know, Aboriginal plant use gardens in schools, um, how to... Uh, connect with traditional owners and uh, First Nations people um, and many other types of resources. And the most recent one we've just developed is Yarning Circles. So uh, really for educators and for land care, junior land care um, coordinators and anyone else out there who wants to learn more about using Yarning Circles in their school or in their practice. This is for kids of uh, what age groups? Because learning learning cycles, uh, they need to be able to understand what they are getting uh, involved in, so that they can really immerse themselves in uh, the culture, the connection, and everything. How old are they? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so we sort of aim them for around the seven to thirteen years. Um, however, the resources do also cross. Um, across to the older years, so, you know, from 14 to 18, um, and some resources are available for that sort of zero to seven year as well. But generally, um, that kind of between seven and 13 years is the main sort of area that um, our focus is. And when you design learning cycles, do you create them with the teachers who then pass on the knowledge to the kids or the kids are involved uh, throughout the whole process? So how it sort of um, has ran is um, initially we kind of, we, we developed the, um, the resource uh, and that's generally so myself. There'll be um, an educational consultant who works with us. His role is kind of helping to connect it with curriculum type studies and different things like that. Uh, so we sort of generally work in the background first, work together a bit and then after we develop the resource, then we start to go out to schools um, and start to kind of showcase it in schools and work with students. And from that, we often get a bit of filming and footage of, of students using those spaces. Um, and we get to talk more to students about um, why we've developed the resource, why it's significant and, you know, why they think it's important to get involved in those kind of um, uh, initiatives as well. So... Over the whole process, it's definitely collaborative. Like, we definitely work with youth and, and, and the students um, and the teachers as well in various schools to kind of really help to, I guess, showcase and to get the resources out there. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that uh, is uh, striking for me is uh, they get to learn about uh 
things like uh, First Nations weather, how to create indigenous plant, use gardens and so on. Indigenous weather is something that uh, would be really interesting for many other, for everyone else to know about because the, the way we read the weather and uh, understand it is uh, different. It is, definitely, definitely, yeah. And that's um, that's feedback that I've actually gotten from, you know, parents and that that I know that have their kids in school learning some of those resources around weather. Like, the, the, the children are really, um, they get quite into it and excited to learn, I guess, new different ways to look at weather, even though they're our old ways. Um, it's kind of new to a lot of new, to, to, to children and youth in the school today. So, um, you know, they get quite excited in learning, I guess, how our people look at weather um, and how um, seasons are different um, to every sort of group around Australia, you know, and that's something that I try to kind of put within those resources is, you know, I'm coming from my people like a Radjuri perspective of, you know, Central West New South Wales region, so the weather's quite different to, you know, people that are up in the top end of Australia and and so um, it's really about for children in school is to try and learn the connect with the people in your region the traditional owners in your region and learn some of that local knowledge around seasons so that they get a better understanding of how seasons were looked at um in those old old times so um and how they can still be looked at today because it's still very very much helpful today to learn how to read seasons and know the different times of year yeah, and they read them without the instruments like satellite and so on, but yet uh, they get a really very accurate understanding of uh, the environment they live in. That's right, exactly right. And being able to, um, yeah, like you say, like there's all that sort of modern um, te- technology that they, they talk about, you know, with satellites and different things, but we have a lot of our old ways of just connecting with land and watching what's happening on land, but also what's happening in the skies and the different changes within the year. Um, of the different, you know, whether it's aspects of the the um, astrology in the sky, the stars and things, or whether it's um, different flowering trees or different animal behaviours on the ground, and they all kind of happen and teach us of different timings of year and what's, what we can expect to come weather-wise. So it's all very important knowledge. And uh, are the earning cycles rolled out in uh, schools across Australia or it's in uh, just uh, your area? I believe you live on uh, Nunawal country or...? Uh, so, yes, I used to live on Nunawal country in Canberra. Um, I'm now back out in Wiradjuri country in Dubbo. So, um, and look, the uh, the yarning circles, so the, the materials and the resources that we put online are free now and they've rolled out across Australia. Um, in terms of the actual building the yarning circle, so that's really um, for the school to do or initiate um, and we kind of put within the resources, we give a few tips and ways to do that. So, um, you know, we understand that not every school um, or group, you know, whether it's a homeschool group or whoever it is, um, may not may have the funding, you know, to get a nice big circle with lots of really large rocks or whatever it is. Um, so we give a few different tips and ways that you can develop a yarning circle in your um, school or or group. So um, yeah, so that's that's a big takeaway that we try to help as well is that um, you know you can have a yarning circle anywhere. So you can find a nice patch of grass 
somewhere on the school oval or, you know, under a tree. Um, you know, they're some of the best yarning circles um, to facilitate is just having the kids out under a gum tree or something immersed in nature, you know. Um, and, you know, it can be as simple as that, um, but you can also um, create yarning circles um, in a designated space in your school with, you know, lovely materials like wood or rock or whatever it is. So, so how does a typical yarning cycle look like? Yeah, so um, again, it's really um, it, it's really varied to how you want it to look. Um, you know, many schools that I've been into will use um, things like sandstone um, blocks um, as seating or wooden uh, wooden logs, um, and they will basically shape it in that circle um, shape. Um, and often those um, circles will be in amongst, you know, bush food gardens or, or garden spaces in the school or areas with nice tree cover and things. Um, so generally that's kind of the look. Um, however, like I said, you know, we, you don't have to use um, seating if, if you don't um, have the resources to use that at the time. You can just um, take a group of kids out onto a grassy area and sit directly on the ground on the earth, you know, and um, or on pillows or cushions or something. So it can be really up to you how you form that circle, that yarning circle. Do you have the ambition to roll them out across all the schools or just uh, those that are affiliated with land care? Yeah, look, I um, would love to see it more broadly across all schools if, if it's um, something that, um, you know, over time we can initiate a project to get more schools and more schools eligible, you know, able to get funding and, and things to, to design them, it would be great to see that. Um, because I think by placing the yarning circles in the schools, it then opens up um, that opportunity for schools to connect more with the local custodians of the land in their area that they're living um, and bring in more people, more of our people in, you know, First Nations people in to do cultural um, immersions and workshops and different things like that. So, you know, I think it would only be a positive to see it rolled out across across the nation eventually. So, Yeah. Now, before I let you go, Adam, any closing thoughts or maybe uh, addition to the conversation of something we may have missed and that's uh, really yeah. important for listeners to know? Yeah. So I think um, I'd like to just close it by obviously, um, you know, People are interested in, in finding the resources, so um, they can go to Landcare Australia website and they can follow the tabs to the Junior Landcare. Um, and so this is for anyone, anyone that wants to have a look at the resources, but um, in particular to educators and teachers that might want to use the resource um, can can get those for free off the website. Um, so they're available. So, yeah, you just go through Landcare Australia to the Junior Landcare website and you'll find them in the um, First Nations resources area. Um, I'd also obviously just shout out to, um, to Woolworths who, who funded the, the whole project and continue to support and fund the Junior Land Care First Nation project. So obviously um, we can't do this stuff without, without that funding. So I'm very much uh, grateful for the support. Um, and yeah, that's, I think that's everything. So um, yeah, just really happy to be involved in the project. Yeah, Adam Ship, thank you very much for having the time to talk to us about uh, the Junior Learning Cycles Project uh, by uh, Landcare. Thank you.